hundred pounds. Hot, that was hot. That's a new track, right? That's that real fire. Meets you, flames, bossing. Shout out to Mugger Beats. That's hot. That's new shit. Hot. It's hot. Y'all gotta make sure y'all um, check that shit out. That it's everywhere. Yes. On platforms everywhere. So make sure y'all go and get that fire. That shit. Flames, Jordan. Boston. Tell them the title. Boom. Boston, baby. Y'all already know what it is. Jerry <laughs> Fire Nation. I'm super excited about it. Shout out to Lumac Distribution, Miller Fire, Blacksmith on the cover of engineering, Mugger Beats on the production. That right there was Boston. We just came out with it just like that because we're saying. super excited. You know what I mean? So we just came right in with it. What's the plug to occur? Yeah. Plug to occur. You plug? You plug? Y'all got to make it happen. Welcome back. Welcome back, y'all, to the Comfort Level Podcast. Yes. We are here today. Back at Studio 206. Yes. Oh my gosh, right. we've just been running and running. We've been on go. I said we just been everything's been moving. Um, so we're here today. I forgot what I was gonna say. Went right out. We just we just been so busy doing things, you know, on the move. Yes, everything's been happening. We're gonna tell y'all a little bit about it later on. But we got so much to really get into because I mean it is two cent Tuesday. It's two cent Tuesday, but we're not gonna forget. 
about this uh, 50 Years of Hip Hop, yes. because we always going to do uh, 50 Years of Hip Hop, you know, something, we got something for you uh, coming up, we're going to talk about that, but it's a lot of uh, stuff going on in the news, uh, and I think one of the biggest story is those five Americans that was freed from, from Iran, you know? Yeah. And, you know, they, I think they stopped them off uh, somewhere. At Qatar. Before, yeah, before they even uh, flew them back. Yeah. You know what I mean? But these uh, five Americans, let's see. They were in detention and they were on their way back. They stopped at this little place called Doha. Yeah, Qatar. That's how I'm going to pronounce it. I could be wrong. Um, well, all five of them. They yeah. said they, they had been um, designated as wrong, wrongfully, wrongfully detained. detained. So they were freed as a part of a wider deal that includes uh, the United States unfreezes six billion dollars in Iranian funds. Yeah, yeah. So that brings the Americans uh, to an end of a years long nightmare for some of those who have been detained. Three of them, part of the deal was that they, um, if they had been in prison for more than five years and some of them been detained since 2015. Wow. You know, they did get the names, but we're not gonna uh, yeah. try to pronounce them up in here. Yeah. Yeah, we ain't doing that. And they said, most of they, they, yeah, that, I know. wouldn't even do it. But it says yeah. for the most part, a lot People's of moms. other American names are not publicly known. So, yeah. you know. Their moms and their wives and stuff, they was unable to leave Iran. They was. They were also on a flight from Iran to Doha. No. So, allegedly. Allegedly. From the Biden administration. Well, well um, let's see. This is it. So today, five innocent Americas who Americans who were in prison in Iran are fully coming home. This is what uh, Biden wrote. So their release represents a significant diplomatic breakthrough after years of complicated indirect negotiations between the U.S. and Iran. Who don't have uh, formal diplomatic ties. Well, a senior Biden administrative official said the deal has not changed our relationship, our relationship, excuse me, with Iran in any way, noting the U.S. will still work to hold Iran accountable, allegedly, in their opinion, for its human rights abuses and to constrain its nuclear program. Right. So, guys, make sure you guys keep tuning in. Like, pay attention to what's they going on. They want to control. U.S. still wants to control how they. Uh, there's a lot going money. on that they're, they're really I think they really try to hide these type of stories uh, from us by making sure that we're distracted and if that's you know what I mean we know what I mean years of because yeah. they know that's what we like so exactly. the more they give us the more we're distracted yeah. so you know? be, be mindful what's going on in this world it's, it's, yeah. it's really getting crazy alright so this is it. It says, um, yeah, 
Wait a minute, I want to read it down here. I don't want to, um, oh man, let's think. Can you hear? No. Huh? No. You don't hear nothing? Mine is fine. I don't know. I gotta fix it. I gotta fix it. But anyway. No, because the U.S. is watching the money. So that's what I, I was looking for the part where they said that at on here. Not just what it means for, you know, people to be back with their families and, you know, the torture and stuff that they was going through. But I don't know. I must have missed it. But anyway, they're they're controlling the money. They're going to watch the money and make sure that they're not using it uh, like for defense and says it says under the agreement between the U.S. and Iran, six billion in Iranian funds that have been held in restricted accounts in banks, oh. in, uh, you know, in their banks. Oh, wow. South Korea, you know, was transferred over to their bank. But the details, the funds came from oil sales that were allowed and placed in the account set up under the Trump administration. Mm-hmm. So Biden administration officials have stressed that the funds that have been so transferred to the accounts. Yeah, they, they they can be used by Iran, but only for humanitarian purchases, and that the transaction will be monitored by the US Treasury Department. That's the yeah, well, so they didn't like want to just on. give them, you know, they said uh, we are implementing the arrangement through establishment of what they are calling humanitarian channel in, in Qatar, which oh, wow. this is this thing coming, which is designed to protect against money laundering and misuse of the funds. Oh, wow. Yeah. Tell me. Yeah, so they got the people back, and they still, you know, got eyes on the money. I don't know what. You all right there? It's the court or something is out. I don't know. Can you hear it now? Can you hear me now? No, no. Okay. I'm trying to fix the uh, mic. There it is. (laughs) I couldn't hear nothing. Can you hear it now? A little bit better, a little bit better. A little bit better? There you go. Bring my kid to you. There we go. Couldn't hear. So, you know, that's what's going on. The people are free. They're going back to with their families, and I think that it's a good thing. You know, I I don't know what you guys think about um, other countries holding our our people or any people. Yeah. You know, capital punishment, captivity, things like that. Like, do you believe in it? I mean. I think there's a lot that they're not telling us on both ends. I'm pretty sure, right. you know, what they're doing is only more than likely a reflection, probably, of some of the things we don't know that's happening in our own grounds. You know? Nah. But that's a legend, in my opinion. <laughs> so, yes, let's get into that next story. It's real to get into that. We gotta get into it, because I like the distraction part. <laughs> Ranking the 20 best rappers over 50 years old. 
And now I wonder who they're gonna say is the 20 best rappers, okay? So we know a lot about hip hop. See the one time yes. more. So according to MC Word Weaver, hip hop is a cultural fueled by youthful energy and revolutionary ideas, but age and experience have a way of adding depth and richness to an artist's expression. The game has changed and the idea of a rapper rocking the mic into their 50s is no longer an anomaly. Anomaly, excuse me. But proof of the rap game's evolution and the endurance of legendary pioneers. Okay, before you go on. Now, there's a lot of rappers that are over the age of 50. Yeah. Some of them even start at um, early coming in and they're in their late 30s and 40s. When 2 Chains first came in, we was everybody was like, damn, he old and stuff like that. Nope, we love you, Chains. But you know what I mean? But when he came in, that's what um, I heard some yeah. of the uh, people saying and stuff like that. I say the rules. The rules are changing. Yeah, but at the same time, I think that the pioneers decided we we can't just let this happen. Please, y'all. Everybody thinks everybody thinks that they can rap. Yeah. So I think I think they 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 had a point to prove. Hi, Asia. I love the Messiah right there. That was Messiah. I'm sorry. Yeah, she's definitely I want no nation issues. <laughs> yeah, but I, I think that our pioneers are tired. They're tired yeah. of everyone saying, you yeah. know, well, hip hop is dead. Hip hop is not dead. They can't. It's very much Jay -Z. alive. So we just, you know, I think they just wanted to remind them. Jay Z. Yeah, continues to redefine the boundaries of rap longevity with each new verse and business move or the legendary Nas, whose immaculate poetic lyricism has only deepened over time. Consider the fiery polit political rhymes of Chuck D, or the dynamic flows of Busta Rhymes that show no signs of slowing down. In the words, listen, right. Busta Rhymes said, we bustin' ass. We bustin' ass. They ain't ass. slowing down, they, they make sense. Ass. Then you got the West Coast, Snoop Dogg and E-40. Yes. They stay ever relevant. Yes. Putting on for the city, endless new drops add to their catalog. Yeah, it's rolling. Yeah, that's right. And then there's the MCs like Eminem, Black, Black Thought. Thought. You know, they always got you know their craft of rapping in the forefront of their uh, careers. Absolutely. The icons not only defy the misconceptions about age and hip hop, but they've also laid the groundwork. For future generations to follow and to strive to. Right? So, that's right. Not no, I'm old. I'm old. I'm still, you know, hanging in the game there, you know, even though I don't rap or season, whatever. Season. But yeah, just just to just just call people uh seasons. All right. All right. So you want to get let's get back that? to it. From Nas, this legendary King's Disease One to KRS One, indomitable hip hop spirit and Black Thoughts, timeless lyricism. Here are the twenty best rappers over fifty. Over fifty, you young bucks. Coming in at number twenty, Snoopy Dog. 
Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It makes sense. Though. In 2022, he did essential listening. Yes. So, I don't know. Yeah, I love that. I love that. So it says, few artists have managed to remain as culturally relevant as Snoop Dogg from a standout rap rookie spinning gangster tales on doggy style to a respected West Coast OG with his own cook. Charlie's here. Hey, Charlie. Choo-choo. If you guys don't hear train in the back, that's Charlie. That's Charlie. Yes. He'll be going in a minute. Yes. That's true. So... When it comes to Snoop Dogg, a timeless flow that could flip from melodic to menacing on a diamond in innate charisma that leaps from every track in the knack for writing the beat in every way that's almost symbiotic mm. have all made him an enduring force in the game. At over 50, Snoop hasn't missed a beat, continuing to release music and even acquiring Death Row Records to reintroduce the legendary label to a new generation of rap fans. So he's fifty what? Oh he 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 he's, old, he's well he over there. Yeah, he over fifty. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So he definitely put in his years in hip hop. Who we got next? The Get the Gap, two thousand eighteen. E forty, E forty. So y'all remember the ambassador of the Bay? So E 40s influence runs deep in hip hop. Vallejo, Vallejo born rap mo. Where's Vallejo? Give me the line. Born rap mogul's idiosyncratic flow, intricate slang, and a relentless hustle have not only made him a West Coast legend, but have also propelled him into the conversation of hip hop's greats. And he's 50 plus. Also, E40's output has slowed down. I mean, it hasn't slowed down, nor has his creativity diminished. In fact, it's quite the opposite. That's right. The Vallejo rapper's wordplay continues to be as inventive as ever, and his distinct delivery remains unmatched. So he's, they say. He's an artist who's grown older in the game without growing out of touch, dropping wisdom and street knowledge. That's right, with the same energy that he brought into the game in the nice. 90s. E4. That's my pop shout out to hip hop. Number 18. That's right. Number 18, we got MC. That's a I, I, MCI. Boom. That's how you know I'm an 80s baby. She's an 80s baby. Yeah. Shut up. He's still relevant in 2022. Facts. That's right. Facts. MCI. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about him. You ain't going. I go ahead. Okay. His authenticity that's it's palpable. Palpable. Okay, and a voice that's instantly recognizable when you hear it. MCI has etched himself in hip-hop history as one of the premier. Premier. Premier storytellers. That's right. West Coast. West Coast. And he's known for his uh, chilling tales of Compton Street Night. That's right. 
I took that's where that's where it is. But I guess I didn't I, I didn't know. Hey, so it's Compton, right? So his <laughs> narratives haven't lost their raw edge over time. They just grown more nuanced. That's all shaped up. Hey. You know, so in his 50s, Compton's most wanted a front man. He still sounds as sharp as ever, you know, serving his verses with a grizzled wisdom that only amp amplifies, you know, their impact. His recent work from uh, DJ Premier. Executive DJ Premier. That's right. Which way is? Which way is west to the um, 2022 revolution in progress? And they showcase an artist who has not only aged gracefully, but who continues to add layers to his esteemed legacy, MCI. Hey. Number 18. Okay, shout out to Buddha Monk on the check-in. Zoo, see you, see Let's you. Zoo. Big love. <laughs> in the building we're going over some of the um greatest uh hip-hop legends that are over 50 years old how do you boo <laughs> we got number 17 we're gonna see if you on this list too see if you see if you on this list Raekwon uh -oh. oh man now come on y'all y'all know a few MCs uh personified the art did. of some cinematic storytelling quite like Raekwon the mm. chef mm. Mm. that's what they say and this talk, is what they say they say as a crucial pillar of the Wu-Tang Clan with the solo career that's gifted us with the jewel that is only built for Cuban links Ray's influence of East Coast hip-hop is immeasurable excuse me in his later years, the chef still cooks up verses that marinate mm. in your mind long after the track ends, which is big facts, big facts, big facts. Blending with them. Street, Street knowledge. In a timeless style. This ain't no silver era for Ray Kwan. The man's on the platinum run showing us all how to age like fine wine in this rap game. <laughs> Dang. That's what they say. What it do? What it do? What it do? Next on the list, we got Bun B. Bun B. Relevant um, with uh, Static Skelter. Yeah, he's from uh, from his UGK days with Pimp C. That's right. To his legendary solo career, Bun B has always been a touchstone of Southern rap. His deep commanding voice and dexterous flow have been the backbone of countless Houston anthems, weaving tales of street wisdom, country life, and political consciousness. But don't mistake, bump for some museum peace. In his 50s, he's still an active and vital part of the game. His recent output, whether it's his 2018 solo album, Return of the Trill, yeah. Or his latest collaboration with Static Selecta. Trill Static 2. That's right. It attests longevity 
displaying a consistency and dedication that many young artists would envy. That's right. That's why y'all can't even hold the candle to. Consistency is key, people. Oh, look who made the list. Number 15, Chuck D. That's right, Chuck D. 2020. What you gonna do when the grid goes down? What you gonna do when the grid goes down? As the vocal powerhouse of Public Enemy, that's right, Chuck D has consistently used his platform to give voice to social and political issues, pioneering an un unapologetical conscious strain of hip hop. His baritone draw is instantly recognizable, resonating with the force of a sledgehammer. Sounds like my voice, right? Sledgehammer hitting a gong. <laughs> That's right. The public enemy front man has stayed sharp well into his older age as well, levering his voice's uh, season gravity to keep banging against the walls of injustice. His rhyme schemes might not be as uh, complex as some, but its clarity and intent are unparalleled. He's a enduring rap prophet that's just as relevant today as he was in 1987. Mm. Who the hell's doing all this Texan? Uh, uh, this is getting crazy. Fred, he's one. he's crazy. Fred, don't you? <laughs> yeah. All right. He's here. Here, where? <laughs> where? No, I'm going to see. He's at the door while she tells oh, no. you about Tech Night. No, I don't think he's at the door. What do you mean he's here? He's at, um, in fact, Let's give him a little bit of music when we come right, right let's back Let's give him a little it. bit of music so we can come right back. I got it. That's what we got to We've been busy, Asia. All kinds yes, of stuff. Society, all you kinds already of know. Stuff. Always on the move. Salute to everybody who's tuned in. We, we can give y'all a track. We right back. We be on the go. Tell them go over there. Tell them go over there.
move. You're not even the stance, I'd advise you to move. In your own lane, cause I roll with some bullies. Keep the trunk packed with the snacks and the toolies. It's a movie. Cause when we walk in, only network for business. Cause no new friends. We created the crowd, so we are the trend. There's a need for you to try, cause my whole team winning. Throw the whole keyboard, thugs, at something. Pull up game sick, one hitter still thuckling. Bring our own DJ, the crowd still jumping. Make them get rowdy, cocky, and drink something. Cheek and charms in your lungs, got you Benjamin Button. <laughs> I said the cheek and charms in your lungs, got you Benjamin Button. Now say something, say something. I know you like how I flow. Bustin' like a champ, never move it slow. Planning in the bands, grind on go, 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 go. Hit it like go, go, go get it, ha. go, go, go get it, ha. go. Tell them go over there, right there. Tell them go over there, right there. Tell them go over there. Keep your in your atmosphere. I know you like it. Over there. <laughs> over there. I gotta say it again. Over there. Financial Flames <laughs> reaching Jude Breeze. Yes, go, that right there go, was go, go. Go get that, y'all. Yo, shout out to Monkey Beats. Once again, Monkey Beats is, is, is a Today is Tuesday. Uh, two Cent Tea Ice Tea Tuesday. So, yeah. Trick to bats. Trick to bats. So, we gotta get back to this this list here. All right, back to the list. Number 14. Who we got, girl? Who we got? Tech Nine. Oh, Tech Nine geez. in the building. Tech Nine. Let's get it. Mm-hmm. He's from Kansas City. So Tech Nine is a case study in how to age gracefully in hip-hop beyond maintaining his razor-sharp technical prowess. Mm-hmm. Tech's greatest asset is his ability to adapt. He's managed to stay ahead of the curve, ushering in a new era of independent success while retaining his chopper-style roots. He's still spinning with the speed of Gatling Gun, Gatling Gun, excuse me, I'll be tongue-tied all the time, making tracks like Worldwide Choppers, a breathtaking listening experience, text, fiery energy hasn't dampened a bit with age. Instead, Mm. he continues to forge his unique path as one of the most successful independent rappers of all time. I didn't even know some of these people was. I didn't even know some of these people was over fifty. You know, I didn't even know some of them was hey. over fifty. They got Scarface coming at number thirteen. Deeply Oh my God, Scarface! Now no one does raw emotional death in hip hop quite like Scarface, y'all. You know it. His gritty storytelling. He got um, heavy introspection and social commentary also shaping his Southern rap and beyond. So, you know, Scarface face paints hauntingly realistic pictures of life. He's from Houston, um, the Houston's underbelly, you know. Mm-hmm. His, he illustrates every quarter of the human condition with an uncompromising realism. Age has only added layers to his uh, narrative prowess. Just added to him. You know, his lines this season uh, with his life lessons that hit his heart, you know, if not harder. Right, right. So Scarface hasn't dropped 
and Apple for close to a decade. <laughs> But that's how that's how you know you know that, but that makes you a legend. Yeah. He's remained in the spotlight uh, yes. thanks to outstanding features for rappers like Freddie Gibbs, mm-hmm. E Forty, Slim Thug. He's still right there. Absolutely, absolutely. You know. Oh, let's go. This one's for you. Coming here she in go. Here she go again. Well, here she go again. We got Inspector Deck number twelve. Y'all already Maybe know. Still relevant. Still relevant. Still very, 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 very relevant. One of the team plans. What do you Many get swords. I don't know. I just keep getting lucky. You know what I mean? Shout out to the moon. You know what I mean? <laughs> Boogie <laughs> Mark, you already know. See, it's because Moodle's on the live. It just came over here. But mm-hmm. he is one of the Wu-Tang Clan's many swords. He has always been a lyricist, lyricist. His pin game has given us some of the most iconic verses in hip hop history from his scene setting opener on Triumph to his introspective verse on Queen. Now at 53, the rebel INS still holds court with his intricate lyricism and superb delivery, proving that rap skills only get better with age. Dex work as a part of Surface since 2013 is the ultimate proof that he still got plenty of fire left. Click boom, slice it through gritty boom, boom action with a finesse that young MCs would die for. Shout out to that. Cash rules everything around me. And uh, for those that don't know, because I love to give a fun fact. For those, <laughs> this is a fun, fun fact, fact I got to know personally, and I got to hear it personally from Buddha Monk. Shout out to Buddha Monk, Wu Tang Clan. If you listen to Queen and you really listen to it, that sound, that beautiful little singing voice in the background, that is Buddha Monk, y'all. Just so ah. if you didn't know, shout out to hip hop because a lot of people did not know the original vocals of that. Definitely, Ooh, yeah, that, that's that, Buddha kid, Monk? that is Buddha Monk. I have heard him sing it personally, so I just want to give Buddha Monk his hip hop flowers, no matter what this list says. <laughs> Buddha Monk, you are a god of gods. I appreciate you. That's shout out to you for hip hop, y'all. Fun fact for hip hop, I mean, right yeah. here. That's uh, that that's part. A fun fact. You heard it right there. Oh, oh, so when y'all hear cream now, y'all gotta understand why when I hear this, it, it hits different. Cause now you know it's gonna hit the mark, y'all. It's gonna hit different now when we when that you hear that. Y'all go run that back right go now. Go run that back. I bet yeah. you I bet you, you go gonna go that play back. that song like damn, that really is. Uh, you know, we played it on the way out so that we can uh you know Yeah, yeah. yeah. I want you to mirror it on that. So I can manage. I've been saying it on uh, oh my god. Cool G rap, son of G rap, let's go, son of G rap, let's go. Long hair is the progenitor of mafioso rap. Oh, oh that's right. Cool He's an uncut gem in the golden age of hip hop crown. His multi-syllabic rhythms and rhymes and gritty. Uh, street narratives and ferocious delivery have inspired a generation of MCs from Big Pun to Raekwon. But the beauty of G Rap lies not only in his influence, but in his longevity. That's right. In his 50s. Yes, the Queen's MC, baby. 
He remains a, a reverent figure in the game. Still capable of out-rapping most of you niggas. Sorry, mm -hmm. most of them. Uh, that's right. He, he, he has a cinematic storytelling, folks, and unmatched technical prowess. So his age hasn't dulled anything. You know, it hasn't dulled. Sound like he's rap singing swore. people's bars. I can't wait to go to wait, talk, talk, it. Talk, hasn't dulled. It hasn't. It only sharpened it. Y'all better be careful. If I'm nice like this, man. That's right. Wait till I turn baby. I'm about to pressure. Mm. Pressure. Mm. Got a lot of time. Ten. We got a lot. We got a, Oh, shit. I'm sorry. Yeah, we got a lot we of got, time. We yeah. got 10. We got we got this. We're coming in number 10. We got 10 more for you. You guys want to hear this. Y'all want to know. I think you know. If you don't know, if you don't know, look, it keeps rolling up. If you if you don't know, you need to know because you're not paying attention to what's going on. You can't stay in your backyard forever. We're gonna discuss that in a few. Oh, yeah, because I'm kind of mad about these people in these backyards and keep asking me to come to these backyard <laughs> events. I'm going to get with y'all. This is the comfort uh -oh. level. And I want to drop two cents on the Tuesday. Right. I'm so tired. We're going to tell them how we feel. We're going to drop two cents on y'all. I'm, I'm so tired because even though even though you try to like really give a little you trying to support play and support, like every time you try to say, well, Sometimes you Some, just gotta say no. Something has to happen here, or this is good. Do you know you never do nothing? Yeah. Who we at? Common. Yes. Yeah, common ten is common, baby. So common's evolution as an Common's artist is everywhere. Woo. Yeah. That his he over fifty. Yes. That man right. looks like fine wine. Listen, like, he really did. Common's fifty, like, huh? Call me. I appreciate your 16 bars in advance. You don't have to spell like But in the atmosphere, manifestation. Woo. So, from the low five jazzy days of resurrection to the inspired sounds of like water for chocolate, and mm -hmm. more recently, the introspective musings on Let Love, the Chi-Town MC, has remained one of the cornerstones of conscious hip-hop. Conscious. Common's pen has only grown wiser and sharper with age. Combine that with his social activism and political commentary, and we have an MC whose raps are as important as ever. Age has a slow coming down one bit. It's only transforming him into an elder statesman whose music continues to reverberate powerfully. Say it again, reverberate powerfully. See that conscious rap? That's one thing that put people on the map, okay? You can't keep rapping about the same old ghetto is you like a message. You know, yes, we definitely like the messages, but we can't keep hearing it over and over and again. You you have to um, inspire and influence the people that are listening to you, and you have to give them something. The thing of it is, is when I listen to music, I want to feel it right here. Yes. You know, give us you, something we can when, feel. When you when you tell me I just shot off my forty five, you know, or I just shot off my forty with the red laser, you know what I mean? That's not. You scare me, dog. I don't want to. Don't pressure me to like your music. Make me love. 
No, that may that makes I mean, people that beat, could be the verse like. That makes people that could be your fan not want to be the fan. Oh, yeah. I get KRS yeah, you get, one. You get I get KRS one. Hip hop distracted. <laughs> Listen, what we number say nine, about baby this? KRS one. It's only right that you get KRS one, though, not for nothing. Well, when you mention the greats of hip hop who are still active, oh yeah, KRS names, it's gonna be federal. Period. Okay, it's on that list as always. He's a broad MC. Velocity of edutainment. Okay, edutainment. 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 It still resonates, offering lessons wrapped in the bravado and lyricism that define the golden era. The blast master. He's a blast master. That's right. He still resonates, offering. Uh, did I say that already? He has energetic live performances. Yes. That's right. I went to see him this year. And you know, he has thought-provoking yes. lyrics. And they have hardly uh, wand anywhere. You know what I mean? Instead, the lyrics have become more refined and potent. Just, uh, you know, you got to peep his latest album. It says, I, what is it? I am... Crew 12, something it is like I am A M C R U 12. If you need an example, just check that out. You know what? I'm getting tired of this. I'm really getting tired of this. Okay. So you're going to do two. Like you're going to do two straight. You're going to do two straight. I'm going to do two straight. We're going to switch this game right on up. Number eight. Shout out. To number eight, Method Man. M-E-T-H-O-G, man. Oh, my yes, God. Why? Yes, Because, like, that's right there is manifestation. Expect the day. I'm happy. I'm going to just thank y'all in advance for y'all 16, too. Like, it's coming. Y'all see that? The world's saying on fire. I'm telling you. So, Method Man is like a 90s high octane sports car that's been impeccably maintained. Yeah, that's a good one. He hasn't lost a step as the most iconic member of Wu Tang Clan. That that might possibly be debatable. I don't want no smoke. That's in Meth's raspy and charismatic flow has remained consistently excellent. Just listen to the way he rhymes on Conway the Machine's Limit. And you'll hear a 52 year old MC. He now had Shout out to Method Man. I'll be a 52. They are so yes. While his solo career didn't quite achieve the heights that Takao promised, Method Man's work with the Wu and his endless amount of guest verses has cemented him as one of the greatest rappers of all time. Well, that's all right. I mean, he's got weed, he got work. He's, he's consistent. He's one of he's the greatest shows all time. See, look, you can't even get mad. Look. Don't nobody. Okay. Don't nobody. That's right. I got Master Ace. Number seven, seven, baby. Master Ace. Ooh. That's right. See? That's that Brooklyn story. All right. Let's see. Let's what's up with Master Ace. Okay. He's aged gracefully in the game. All right. He has a career spanning over three decades, starting with the 1990s, take a look around. That's right. 
So he's a Brooklyn rapper. His lyricism and storytelling is uh, proudly remains one of hip hop's treasures. Yes. Ace's skill of putting together beautifully crafted conceptual albums, whether it's on a long hot summer or in a doom. Y'all remember those? Son of Yvonne. It has assured that his name remains solidified as one of the stronger elder statements of the uh, statesmen of the rap game. Master A. Salute. It is. That's right. What? Who we got that? Yeah. <laughs> See, I'm just I told you to do. Oh, I'm done. I'm done. I told you to do two at a time. I just feel like it's a little thing, you know. You. I told you the vibes. I feel like you know. Uh -uh. I feel like the universe is flying on me a little bit. You Again. can do all the rest of them. I'm done. <laughs> she can just do all the rest well, of them. I'm done. In my defense, six number six. Number six. Shout out to Ghostface Killer. We <laughs> <to> baby. <laughs> It's the woo, baby. They taking over on this list right here. Minutes <laughs> ago, we had David Brandon some all time. Yes. saying you can't. Wu Tang Clan, fuck with Wu Tang Clan's Ghostface Killer isn't just standing the test of time. He's acing it. His distinct storytelling and vibrant lyricism are as sharp as ever. Ghost's ability to keep his raw and gritty street narratives compelling, even in his fifties. Is nothing short of marvel. I'm His later works, such as care. 12 Reasons to Die, 36 Seasons, and Caesar Face meets Ghost Face are rich with the same lyrical imagery and intricate narratives that marked his classic Supreme clientele. Ghost Face Killer is living proof.
And just like that, we're back. Boom. Just like that. So that's right. So we might as well give y'all some music. Yeah, yeah, they need some. You know what I'm so we sorry, y'all. We gonna get back, and then I'm gonna tell you who I got. I might make that do another one. Anything? Anybody else left in the lute? It might be some people. Huh? It might be some people. Let's do the East Coast rock. Yeah. Show you how the East Coast rock. To show you how the East Coast rock. Flames the name, don't you forget it, overlooked and underheard, yeah, they slept on me, but smooth drops the beat and said that it's the year with the queen, hungry and humble, grind so I don't stumble, opportunity knocked, I triple and damn double, knocking shoes off of feet, I guess my name is trouble, repping the 413, yeah, I'm made uniquely, they hate what they can't duplicate, cause there's only one me, so is you mad or not, cause my light bulb's on, and even though you wanna hate, you gotta blast this song, wish that I stayed at the bottom, but I've been up all along, so sit back, relax, and enjoy the boom, cause this is only the start, of what I'm born to do. See, many were called, and like I said, I was chosen. You say what you want, but it won't stop the queen from growing. Far. The science board shed light, keep it bright is what I am for. Just an example how I handle my rhythm. A mental decision from the words in the mic collision. That burns thing and like bees in a swarm. With this critical lyrical storm, leave a mental deform. When it harms your physical form, peel the flesh, see the mechanical arm, pen gains by arm, ring a fire alarm, will console paint a picture musically, speak the scripture brutally, usually with fluency, express skills abusively, learning from those who influence me truthfully, just a euphony, stripping clowns of nudity. You will see who we be at some UVE. I want it. Yeah. 
Coast Rock, okay. Oh, that's how we do it on the East Coast. Coast Rock, doing a lot of building. Yes, doing a lot of building. Listen, y'all. Number five. In the in the next uh, coming weeks, Fire Nation Flames is uh, about to put on a, a one woman show right here in the yeah. studio. Oh, we about so to do it. Y'all gonna, y- y'all gonna um. Participate in this. We, um, we're gonna get it together. We're gonna start putting artists on so they can uh, perform like um, little audience on online audience. So you don't have to worry about nobody coming to your shit, you know. But we need people coming to shit. Okay. So before we get into this, um, well, let's finish this off. Let's finish this off. Who I had? Buster. Yeah. Okay, so I got Buster Rhymes. Y'all know Buster Rhymes is 50 plus, okay? That's Buster right. Ass. But he still packs that punch, right? Yes. It's, he he got to flow like a hurricane. Buster yes. does. It's forceful, it's frantic, and it's unrelenting. His latest album, Extinction Level Event 2, yes. The Rap of God. Buster. He proves he still got it. That's right. He laid down the tracks that hit like a, it's like a battering ram. Yeah, Buster's like, straight down along the island. He's scared the shit out of you. That's the thing. But, <laughs> yeah, the, he's he, the sweetest. His style remains distinct and his delivery is dynamic. His energy is unmatched. Okay. And as he weaves his intricate, narratives and he waxes um you know lyrical about different uh worlds ills and buster he shows that he's not just surviving in the rap game that he's thriving i i don't know too many people who can still spit that rap and he spits that shit effortlessly and he's fast as shit yeah, like he's on I've seen him. He was at the Roots picnic this year, and Buster, that shit that you hear, that shit is not put together by the damn um, engineer. Okay? Yeah, that's all, that's all him. That's he, he's really on the mic. Now this cat right here, I'm getting hot. Y'all, y'all, I'm getting hot. I gotta take this off. <laughs> this cat right here, number four. Oh, I, I can see here on this I can see here this don't rap all day. The fact that Eminem's over 50, though. Is, that, that mine. That He's over of, 50? Yeah. Eminem is in his 50s, a whole different type of beast. Damn. Okay. He's done away with the shock factor of his early Slim Shady persona, now focusing on proving he's the rap game's most technical MC. His recent albums filled with dizzying rhyme schemes and staggering wordplay, a testament to his lyrical prowess and intricate storytelling. His flow has morphed into something fast, furious, and unparalleled. And while he's received some flack for his never newer style, 
There's no denying that M's lyrical acrobatics and sheer rapping skill remain in the league of their own childhood. Now, why is it that everybody like they they mostly ragged on um, Eminem? You know, I know he came up slim shady or whatever, but they they actually didn't want to uh, really let him in the game. They how can they not let him? I mean, they tried it, but then look at eight now. That's what I'm talking Eight about. Was like, you, know, you can't he, beat. They tell you, you no, you got to make your own yes. And I think that that's something that Eminem has has done very well. You know, he's made, I mean, everybody's human. I wouldn't they even have questioned a man like that, though. But they did. I mean, you got to think about it. Honestly, my, my thoughts honestly Cause he's are. white? Because he's white? No, it's the game. It's just how it is. You know, they had to see, like, is this just for show? How long you got these bars? It's like, how crazy is this? He's still here. That boy got He's more bars than y'all will ever have. Okay, He's I don't care what there. you say. I don't care what you say. He can be line him up. Y'all can just line him up. Oh, number three, four, 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 four. Okay, I got four, four, four. Who? Oh, that's right. So what we can say about um that hasn't been said already. I mean, shit, his kids already his legacy is one of the greatest MCs of all time. Cemented. Cemented, okay? Yeah. But it's his work. Post 50. That really showcases his lyrical depth and maturity. Okay? 444. Four, four. That's me, Copa, guys. And the reflection on a legacy and black excellence. It's a masterclass in introspective lyricism. Ho's wisdom and depth, and the depth way that he handles mature themes that sets him apart. In his 50s, Jay-Z isn't just a rapper, he's a sage, he's a mogul, a symbol of evolution and longevity in hip hop. Shout out to Jay-Z. Jay-Z is just rising, 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 Precise, disciplined, Philly. deadly, okay? Philly native and Philly. roots front man has been serving up top tier bars since day one, day one. Ten toes down. Thought streams and thought, thought streams of thought series in 2022 cheat codes. I just summoned the many examples of why he's aged so well in this fast moving rap world. He's a philosopher. King. Philosopher King, okay. he said. Philosopher, Philosopher King. King. With the mic delivering bars that, shit at the roots that read day. like proverbs as a solo I act or with the roots. Black Thought remains a, re a defining voice in the rap game, schooling youngsters and veterans alike on how to drop lyrical gems. Big, <laughs> big, big, big love to Black Thought. Let me try this. See, my goal in life Okay. My goal in life is to sit here and have these words for 
the indie artists that we deal with. I'm going to be saying it about fire. <laughs> I'm going to be saying it. Big love, baby. Big All right. So, what, you next? Financial flames. <laughs> when they say my name, I'm telling you guys, just look, Judy's gonna have the biggest moment because I'm gonna cry like the biggest dork. I swear. I don't think I cry about everything. I cry about everything. I've been on here crying. Y'all know I <laughs> it's crazy. I got Nas, y'all. Number one. Y'all know the rap game wouldn't be the same without Nas. You wouldn't. Nas the nasty. Though. That's right. <laughs> Illmatic. Oh, you know, that's a magnum opus. Straight out of Queens, That's right. He's um, he's solidified his status as a true poet of the streets, a master wordsmith whose poignant storytelling has captured the realities of inner city life, just like uh, a few others. Manaz is the epitome of a street uh, grid, spinning tales of hood politics, love, loss, and the fight for survival with an insight and eloquence that's unmatched. Age is not the menace, it's not skill yeah, in the slightest. Still that's right, instead his voices become fine wine, maturing, and it, um, taking on new layers of complexity mm. from his more um recent classics like life is good and the um grammy winning, grammy winning king's, king's disease, disease series nas continues to show us not you know that he's not only the best rapper over 50 years old he's the best period i mean that's allegedly in someone's opinion it's my opinion, you know. I'm not when they say Nas, everybody come running. Yeah, everybody listens. Everybody be quiet. Everybody comes running. All right? Man, Let him drop something. Running. Let him drop something. Can we go and talk about that ACX1 launch? All right, we got to oh, go about this. Man. We got some shit. Oh, man. I mean, it's, it's six Dope ass shit. Yo. Okay? It's not going nowhere without us talking about this. Period. Okay? Period. So, this is what happened. Okay? First of all, they had a grand opening. What? Uh, a. This is Atlantic City, guys. Yes. ACX1 Studios. Formerly known as Ocean One. Yes. Okay. Anybody that knows Atlantic City know that it's Ocean it's One. Playground. Okay. Or Boardwalk Mall. Same thing. Everybody knows Ocean One. That's it. Okay. So, COO, Chief Operator, ACX Studios, ACX One, I'm sorry. Studios Chief Operating Officer Tom Franklin. Yes. He said the unique concept includes a mix of retail, restaurants, entertainment, and educational space 
and they welcome the music and film industries to the resort. Yeah. Right there in, in Atlantic City. Okay? So let's talk. Oh, yes. Okay. We've been there several times. Yes. We were there for the grand opening. Yes. And these are the highlights. So entertainers came from Philadelphia and beyond to celebrate the unique concept that includes a mix of retail, restaurants, entertainment, and educational space. Mayor Marty Small, who was on hand for the grand opening, heralded the municipality's commitment to entertainment and economic development. And quote from Mr. Small, Mayor Small, excuse me, we want the community to support and we want those doors to stay open. ACX1 Studios Chief Operating Officer Don Franklin said the project has cleared many hurdles to get to the grand opening. And even though we're not from Atlantic City, we believe in Atlantic City, Franklin said. He said, our goal is to bring many things to Atlantic City, bring back the film industry, bring back some shopping, some retail, bring music. And we want to integrate this building into the community. They got it. And one of the top tier tenants will be the Live House Atlantic City. Man, only operated by Roger. Mr. Mr. Rod, Mr. Rod, yes. We had the courtesy of yes. meeting and hanging out with Mr. Rod. And let's just say twice. we're doing a lot. That's a right. lot. You will see the Comfort Level podcast very closely working with him and many others who were there. Mr. Rod, he helped launch the careers Comedians. of Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart, Mike Epps, J.B. Smooth, and comedian J. J. Anthony Brown. Brown. Was on it. I thought yes. that was Mike Epps. Was. Wasn't that Mike Epps? Hey. No, we, we ended up, we had J. Anthony was there. No, Mike Epps on the boardwalk. When we was on the boardwalk, when they was doing the ribbon cutting. That might happen. It no, was, but yeah. listen. I don't want to say nothing though, but listen, I, can't I was scared. I was scared because I didn't want to be a lookalike. We he, know he a few people pictures. were there in the building. Too. He was taking pictures outside on the boardwalk with Rob. He was like one of the Robert first. Friends. Yeah, and it was like the can't yeah. And I didn't know. No, I was scared. Yeah, I it was could scared. be. I was Legend scared, but that was Mike Epps. Yeah, or possibly. I'm possibly. But anyway, you're right there. Governor Phil Murphy and the New Jersey Motion Picture and the Television Commission announced in January that spending on in-state filmmaking exceeded $650 million in 2022. This uh, beat the $500 million record set in 2021 in large part due to New Jersey Film and Digital uh, Music Tax Credit Program reestablished in 2018 and expanded in 2021. But this is uh, the reason why we're telling you this is because of the revenue and what it's going to bring for the city. So um, I'm going to go through it real fast. Roy uh, Kowarki and the Executive Vice President of Film Production for ACX1 Studios said he expects Atlantic City to become a major player in the industry. That's right. And we know that that uh, film uh, 
that they're going to br- they're going to bring film there. You know, they know that Atlantic City is going to become the next Hollywood. All right. So he says, we're just going to change the game here. They're not just going to think that Atlantic City is a gambling spot anymore. You won't think about it as we make films. We make TV. Tell them. Franklin Swartz Karakian. Franklin Swartz Karakian. Christopher Aponte. Uh, Kofi, Kofi Batterman and our partners. partners. They had that ribbon cutting ceremony at three, three o'clock uh, last week. And then we had the building uh, tours of the building. Uh, they had the special musical performances. So amazing. And, and, and we was there all night. Okay. So well, we was there. It lasted well into the night. Yes. Yes. So, yes. so the property has a, a storied history in Atlantic City. And it's now called ACX1 Studios. That's right. For for decades, it was known as the million dollar, but it fell um, to fire in 1981. Two years later, the property was developed into the shops on Ocean One. and most locals, they called it the Ocean One Mall. And throughout the 1980s and the 1990s, the teens and the tourists, they uh, frequent the mall daily for everything from shopping to stress release, you know, in the arcade. And it also um, provided a place for residents to get their first taste of retail working experience. A lot of the residents from Atlantic City work there. So... And then in 2003, it's a 900-foot pier with stunning ocean views. It was transferred into the pier at Caesars. So most people know it. Some people know it like that. And then it had the high-end shops. And then in 2015, it became the playground pier. That's right. So the sign's still up there. Still, Mm -hmm. I think it says the playground pier right now. Okay. But it, you know, it had a lot of tenants when it was Ocean One. So when they started the building, you know, he said he contacted the owners or whatever. And, you know, everybody's glad to see this come back alive. Let me tell you this. Musician Angela Burton, Angela Burton and Passion. She's um, Angela Burton uh, and the group Passion. Um, that lady I introduced you to, yep. you took a picture with. Yes, yes, yes. I love Angela. Big, she big she said Angela. that she That's is right. very excited to know that that will be other places for them to perform. You know, Angela does a lot in the city, you know, at the casinos, um, the beaches, everywhere. So, and then we have uh, Ke- uh, Kelvin Trey Johnson. Trey. Uh, he's a, a resort native who is a podcaster. He's the founder of, of LoveCoachAlanta.com. And he said he could see all the possibilities. He was impressed. He said, I, I walk those boardwalks going to school. It's great to see a lot of pro, uh, progress happening. It's, it's good for the city. That's right. So, I mean... It's going to be great. So awesome. the Nine City, uh, there, was, there was a lot of artists there. It was really, really cool to be a part of it, and you know, just to be able to, you know, be there and be a witness of everything. 
you know, Camille K performed a lot of, yes. the, you know, the, a couple of the Hoonag artists uh, were definitely in the building. Shout out to Rob Swartz, who is the music director of everything. Um, it's really, really cool to see what's going on. Distro Fest is in the making. And, you know, I'm really excited because uh, we got to stay, like she said, we stayed after everything happened. And it was really cool because I got to give a big shout. And I have, I have to say it. Um, this is the reason why we stayed. We stayed yes. because Rob Swartz made us VIPs. That's yes, why. he did. He Rob Swartz made us VIPs for his network. And everything that Rob Swartz had, we're invited to. And Rob treats us like gold. Bottom yes. line, ain't gonna tell a lie. All right, say it. I'm straight out. That part. We had a good time. He didn't want us to leave. We had a good time. We did everything under the sun. Yes. He took care of us. We fed and us. We ate. We special drank. Special announcement we can make. And I did speak to Rob Swartz, so I now have the okay for it. We actually got to shoot the music oh. video for my new song, Bossing. Yes. Shout out to my girl Cindy and, and Roxy. Roxy. Yes. Literally. And we didn't even know. I got a You guys have to make sure that you guys follow them, check them out. Um, they are tagged all over my page. You'll see a couple of pictures I'll be posting, but shout out to Rob Schwartz and ACX1 Studios. That is literally, I believe, the first music video shot there. Not only music video shot. And the Comfort Level right Podcast was on So stay tuned. Shout out to David, the videographer, Blacksmith, who also did a lot of uh, scene capturing. We got a lot coming. This is ACX it. Studios is We got more. It's crazy. Okay. Rob has more. Yes. Ace, ACX1 has Studios more. Has a lot more. Who Mag Distribution has more. The Distro Fest two, 2 is October coming October 21st and 22nd. Two days. Oh. It has to be two days yes. because there's over 50 artists. I mean, do you know, it's a whole affair. So, what do you want to do? You could bring a tent. You should bring a tent. You should bring, bring a tent. snacks. Don't bring snacks because you know we're gonna have Or that come under that. my tent. Come under Definitely my come tent. Definitely come and check us out. The podcast, podcast. podcast is gonna be out there. And your girl Fire Nation Players will be performing. Grab it's it been announced. So y'all can catch me live performing and a lot, a lot more hot artists are on the lineup as well. It's crazy. Make sure you check out our pages on Facebook and on social media because we're posting everything yes. there. Book the now busy. to get your ticket. You must go to distrofest.com. Okay? Distrofest.com. If you don't know how to spell distro, get out the game. Yes. Get out the game. Yes. I'm not spelling it for you. Get out shout the game. out to my boy Montana Black because Fire Nation Flames and Man Code has officially collaborated in making the Fire Nation Code Flames merch gear is out. Go to mancode.com. Shout out to my boy Montana Black is such an honor to collab with him. Listen, when I say we booked and busy, we working. No slacking is happening over here with the Comfort Level Podcast. We out here doing a lot of things. We out here doing a lot of things. I mean, it's gonna be crazy. Even this week, we got stuff going on, right? Yeah, we got this. This week, we got going on. I mean, we got well, mostly interviews, interviews, Lots interviews. Of interviews. 
You know what I mean? On the scene. Mostly interviews. And and also, we're going to start collabing with some people and have them come in. And, uh, you know, everybody has room to learn. So we're going to have some people that are pioneers in podcasting come in and help us host this show. You know, kind of snap it up, you know, get us a little more uh things going on it's, like a it, it's right always it's like a little sauce on yeah, it. Shout it's, little sauce on it. <laughs> <laughs> it's always a little more that we can do we're gonna have some live studio guests we're gonna have some uh guests online we didn't have I'm a couple of guests we're keep going to their house our, to our see live. facebook page definitely want to make sure you subscribe because we actually will be doing a pop-up at a very very major thursday week in town Thursday, we're going to um, go and we're going to have a live sit and chat with the legendary intruders. Yes. I'm so excited about this. Shout out to my that's boy. Right. Earl Lassiter's going to be the belly out. Yes, right. So, um, oh, God. It's, it's, why, just, why? it's getting Phil crazy. Terry, Phil Terry is now running the group. Okay. And it's all new. Um, the, le- the, le- the legacy. Well, it's not that many changes. Um, they do have uh, one new um, singer, one new member. So we'll inter- we're going to introduce him to you and and whatnot. And just let the intruders tell you what's going on with them yes. uh, today. Uh, so we're going to carry from yesterday. Um, Till to till now. From then and now. The intruders then and oh. now. Oh, shout okay. out to Mike. All right. Bling Queen, Michelle. Michelle. And she's not here. Today. She keeps me cute, guys. She's Michelle's not in not today. Here, she's, but she she's will very be. busy doing a whole she lot of things. Check the comments. Check the comments afterwards. I'm okay. telling you, my girl Michelle Lovely. My B, number one fan. Swain. If you need to get cute, you need some accessories, call that Bling Queen. You already know what's up. That's some nasty stuff. It's strong. <laughs> it's not nasty. Absolutely, it's just strong. Like I pulled up that. That's a lot. It's crazy. Wow. All you right. Know, now we have an now. opinion. We're going to go with this. Um, we have an opinion Uh-oh. from, yeah. what was his name? From Kevin um, a guy Powell. named Kevin Powell. So Kevin is a Kevin Powell is a poet. He's a human and civil rights activist, filmmaker, hip hop historian, and an author of sixteen books, including the Kevin Powell Reader. His um, collective those writings. are his collective writings. Yes, and, and it, oh it, wow, his oh, seventeenth wow. book will be a biography of Tupac Shakur. That's right. So don't sleep Uh-oh. on it. Don't sleep on he's, it. He's very so cordial. his new um, spoken word poetry album, Grocery Shopping with My Mother, and that's available on all uh, streaming music platforms. Yes. So Kevin has an opinion, and we're going to uh, read through his opinion um, today and see what you guys' opinions are, you know. So um, you can either... Um, Popping online. Let me see if I got something up in, in here from because I ain't getting shit. <laughs> I mean, 
Just in case anybody wants to come in online, I guess that would be here, right? Yeah. So you uh, you could pop in or you could call in. You could call in if we have any callers. Uh, call you could call in, huh? Definitely call in. Yeah, let's definitely call in, guys. I can't even uh, find the thing on calling line. Here it is. Boom. The calling line is also back. Number six zero nine three one five four 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 five. So you want to give us a call? Give us a call. Kevin Powell. I'm a hip hop. I am hip hop. I was born and raised in a ghetto. And now 50 something, a black man from one of America's many inner cities weighed down by racism, poverty, violence, neglect, dreams deferred, desperate survival tactics, ugly police community dynamics, and on constant repeat, hopelessness. This is why so many black males across the generations utter these words to anyone who will listen. Hip hop saved my life. So it says here, because quite literally, at least for me it did, there would be no 16 books, no endless speech invites, no journalism career, no sojourn as a poet, and no traveling America and parts of the world if it weren't not for hip hop. It gave me permission to use my voice to prove why I was black and straight out of poverty. And hip hop taught me to strive for something, anything against all odds. Hip hop saved my life. It is simply not debatable for a nation of millions of us. What is debatable is when hip hop began. Yes, hip hop can mark August 11th, 1973, 50 years ago this summer, as the day it all jumped off when West Indian immigrants, Cindy Campbell and our brother Clive Campbell, AKA DJ Cool Herc, threw a back to school party in the community room of their 1520 Sedgwood Avenue building in South the Bronx. South Bronx, New York City. For years though, some hip hop heads, me included, believed it was actually November of 1974 up in the Bronx for the Universal Zulu Nation and another founding figure of hip hop, African Bambata. Later, I'm told it was Bambata who decided in a closed door meeting, the origins, uh, the origin story should point toward here and Cindy Perfect. and the 1973 instead. Okay, what's his name? Pal. Mm -hmm. Pal goes on to say, but I believe it's deeper than squabbles over this or that date. In 1967, six years before Segwitch Avenue, a couple of significant things happened. One, the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. broke with the heart and soul of the civil rights movement and declaring, and boldly came out against war, declaring that the United States was sending poor blacks and poor whites to fight mm -hmm. poor Asian people in a place called Vietnam. 
and that America was the greatest purveyor, excuse me, of violence on this earth. The Nobel Peace Prize winning king was blasted as a traitor and unpatriotic. And second, Cool Herc arrived from Jamaica that same year, mm. making his way to the Bronx, the anointed and undisputed homeland of hip hop. One year later, King would be dead, assassinated, but not before he began to spread the gospel of a poor people's campaign, a crusade for folks like the poor African-Americans, West Indians, and Puerto Ricans in the Bronx who would later give birth to hip hop. These were people from the same class King warned us not to abandon and forget. In other words, what does it matter if you can sit anywhere on a bus or at a lunch counter, or if you have no money to ride the bus, no the money, money to buy a burger? burger. What's the point if you have the right if you have nothing to use it? Let's see. That means hip-hop, from the very beginning, had one humble definition, making something from nothing. Mm. And I definitely grew up in that era. Mm. Mm. Uh, from its inception, hip-hop was rooted in politics and social injustice by virtue of the fact that the four core elements of the culture, DJing, dancing, rapping, and graffiti writing were a middle finger response to racism and classism to fight, uh, to white flight from urban centers like New York and Compton, to being abandoned, forgotten, and erased, just like black history and black books say are being erased, being mm -hmm. whitewashed in states like Ron DeSantis, Florida, in 2023. I remember what hip-hop made me feel and think, pal said, when I first heard the Sugar Hills gang, Rapper's Delight. Delight in 1979. That was for me, too. Mm -hmm. Or when I first saw graffiti on entire subways, or when I first danced to the beats that were not those of my mother's Motown or James Brown. But residue of those sounds that were like mad scientists broke apart recycled chopped cut and scratched until we had something that was spectacularly ours making something from nothing pal said i felt free alive and that in the spirit of impoverished conditions under which my single mother and i live. I finally had music, art forms, a culture that belongs uniquely to me. I tagged graffiti with my magic marker. I learned how to pop and lock and break dance and unfold uh, cardboard boxes on unkind concrete. I memorized early rappers' rhymes, although I never had the audacity to spit them aloud except when no one was looking. This is so good. Okay. He said, I watched when my best friend construct his own sound system in his bedroom, uh -huh. intersecting electronics in a handmade wooden coffin in which to place his two turntables. <laughs> You can tell. I She's like so this story. <laughs> I'm so old. Good. With his 
vinyl records to the side. <laughs> and I wore the hats, the shirts, the pants, the jackets, the coats, the jewelry, and the footwear, which have become the uniforms, the mobile fashion shows, generation to generation mm. of hip hop. Shout out to Peggy. But these young bucks today, come on, you wasn't even there and y'all talking that talk. Yes. Powell said he was a had been a participant, a documentarian, an activist within and around hip hop culture for 44 of those 50 years. And I've been here all of them. All of them. That's right. All of them. Hip hop taught me how to use my voice, he said. Public enemies. Fight the power. Fight the power. Trust me, listen. Next time you come in here, you want to see my hit sheet from Public Enemy, okay? My hit sheet from Flavor Flav. We <laughs> are not playing. And hip hop taught us about black political and culture rebels like John Coltrane, Asada Shakur, Nina, Nina Simone, Simone, Malcolm X. X. Hip hop taught me to question police. Brutality. N.W.A. Fuck the police. That's right. And hip hop gave us delectable snippets of black history absent from our formal education. Hip hop instructed us to study jazz. Practically anything. A tribe called Quest. Right? A hip hop gave us our first and only full time. Well, this is what Pal said. It gave us his gave him his first and only full-time job as a writer at Quincy Jones's Five magazine. magazine. Hip hop is given so many words and phrases with which to guide his life to this day. But as we know, Michelle's culture. here. Hey, there goes my queen. What's up, baby? Blinging it. That's right. Paul goes on to say, but as we know, culture is similar to politics. Yeah, so hip hop taught her how to dance. do the butt. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Pop locking and all yes. that stuff. It says there was also a movement of it in your face, Afrocentric and black radical chic hip hop. We get from the late hip. 1980s to the 1990s. That's my era. That's <laughs> right. Yes. Largely a response to the Reagan revolution and its awful trickle-down effects on the people of color that included public enemy, x KRS-One, Boogie Down Productions. But when Dr. Dre's landmark album, The Chronic, appeared all over MTV in the 1993 and sold about 6 million units, it was not just the end of the Black Power era in hip-hop but also the beginning of a Hollywood-like reproduction of the same movie over and over. So today, in 2023, three decades since the chronic, we've gone from fighting the power to recreating and mass-producing the worst aspects of the hugely successful record, endless use of the N-word for Black people, Endless use of the B word for women, a seemingly endless hatred for queer and transgender people. 
an intense obsession with guns, with violence in all forms, with drug selling and drug taking, with money and material things, and anti-anything that even remotely questions the images and words we put forth. He goes on to say, scan closely the billboard pop and hip hop charts from early 1993 forward. And with a few exceptions, it is the same formula for hip hop success across US presidents and technology innovations and generations of us from Rodney King to George yes. Floyd, from Death Row yes. Records to Takashi 69, from Tupac and Biggie to podcasts and the murder of Pop Smoke, black self-hatred, hatred of women destroyed and self-destruct, kill or be killed, anything for a dollar, even if it leads to real life drama or murder, gone for the most part is the agitating for political change, the diversity of voices. Instead, rap's activist roots have been completely eclipsed by its lowest common denominator, nihilism and greed. Meanwhile, you rappers that do get political are frolicking with far-right Republicans like it's no big deal. We see Ice Cube driving former Fox News Channel anchor Tuckerman Carlson, who has spread racism, conspiracy theories, and stroked white fear around the hood with Naria Care about the optics of the act. The same Ice Cube who wrote NWA's Fuck, Fuck the, the Police and became a megastar as one of those early 1990 rappers. Speaking out against injustice. He's always speaking out uh, uh, um, against injustice. And we also see Kanye West, known as Yay, Yay. He's wearing Make America Great Again. He's wearing a cat. And he's declaring his love for Donald Trump. And we see Kanye running for president and espousing uh, despicable anti-Semitism, among many other, you know, choices. <laughs> You know what? He could have all, you know, it's just, it's too much. Misadventures. Yeah. He says over the years, hip hop has spawned a generation of rap influenced politicians and activists from Northern Jersey, Mayor Res Baraka, to House Democratic leader Hakeem Jeffries, DNY, to rep Maxwell Frost, D. To Republican, yeah. Democrat, New York to Republican, Cory Bush, Democrat, Missouri. And I myself even ran for Congress in Brooklyn, New York, unsuccessfully in 2008 and 2010. Wow. And it pains, pal, that you don't see that same fight the power spirit reflected in today's music. It would be a lie to say that hip hop has not always been a uh, party music, a music supremely popular with young people uh, of every generation since the 1970s, and it's become just that. It also um, seen epic and provocative political statements during the period we call the golden era of hip hop, roughly 1984 to 1998 from the rise of Run DMC as hip hop's first rapper, uh, first super group 
to the otherworldly success of the album, The Miseducation of Lauryn Hill, arguably most important and enduring hip hop inspired record ever. She said them earrings though. <laughs> I'm yeah. so hip hop, y'all. I'm so hip hop today. Yeah, she's so hip hop today. <laughs> it's cute. But that's what we're talking about, you know? Yes, so it, it, there was no such thing, not to us, within the culture during the golden era as a political rap, as gangster rap, as conscious rap, and any of that. You know, much of these uh, were terms coined by certain kinds of media. Namely, the mainstream outlets not rooted in the uh, culture, which is partly why Pal has started writing about hip hop himself. So, you know, he's saying that the media made these uh, types of different types of rap and hip hop. You know what I'm saying? So it was all hip hop. And just like George Orwell once said, everything is political. There was no need for us to separate hip hop into categories. Wow. You know, the very fact that black and uh, Latin young people were expressing themselves freely with their music, dance, and their visual art was by its very natural, by its very nature, political. You know what I mean? So that's what he's saying. You know, so which is why it, it's not unusual for a wide array of artists during the golden era to have at least one song per album that wax poetic about a political or a social justice issue. Like, you know, Salt and Pepper, Let's Talk About Sex, uh, Queen Latifah's U-N-I-T-Y, or De La Soul's Millie Pulled the Pistol on that? Santa. <laughs> Why? Because hip hop has also always been the voice of the invisible, the unheard and ignored. Shout out, because that's what my record label represents. It's definitely the overlooked, underheard. So that's huge. Hip-hop. The whole podcast mission. Huge. The whole podcast mission. Huge, period. Yes. Overlooked. Yes. So, period. Like, it, that, that's level really up. serious. Bad part. Say it again. Level, level up. up. Okay, and there's simply no way a culture born during the upheavals of post-civil rights and post-Vietnam America could be promoting antisocial messages, not a culture that also traveled through the dark periods of crack, AIDS, Reagan, and Bush policies. Remarkably easy access to guns in our hoods, the bloody eruption of gang warfare in the prison industrial complex. So... In these highly polarized times, why aren't we seeing the same political rush today? Y'all not going to give hip-hop a bad name. I believe that hip-hop, beginning with its explosion as a dominant uh, pop art in America and globally in the early 1990s, was also co-opted. What's that? Commodified. Commodified and turned into something else, pal said. He says, I recall vividly Tupac Shakur during one of the interviews for Vibe complaining about the record label XX who told him political or socially conscious hip-hop was not selling any longer and that he was essentially wasting his time making that sort of music. Mm. Actually, Mm. that sort of music sold quite well. And 
as mere months before Dr. Dre's The Chronic dropped the politically minded arrested development album three years, five months, and two days in the life of was released, selling four million units. So who decided that socially conscious rap didn't sell? And why would someone say to Tupac Shakur, the son of former Black Panther Party member Afini Shakur, who named her son after Tupac Amaru, the legendary South American revolutionary? I remember thinking it was, well, odd that roughly at the beginning of Bill and Hillary Clinton years in the White House, suddenly the politics and social justice messages in the music were gone mysteriously. Oh, God. Did rappers, including Tupac, methodically become mostly or completely apolitical? That shit is definitely political. Boop, boop, uh, boop, boop. <laughs> Tupac came from poverty, as most of us did. He made a conscious choice. He put the um, politics to the side so that he could make real money, okay? But that phase of his career would be short-lived. 1996, a scant three months after his 25th birthday, he was gunned down on the Las Vegas Strip. His killer remained free and unknown to this day. I wrote my name on the poll that he was killed by. You know that? Wow. Sure. Yeah, I did. Right there, right there, I cried like a baby. It was horrible. Just uh, somebody to tell you, right? Yeah. And everybody's there and writing their name on the pole and everything. This way, Tupac died. And I'm like, it's does my spine chill? He goes on to say, I like to do dope shit. <laughs> <laughs> As for the others, I believe hip-hop had become dangerous to some. And politics in corporate America at record labels in the media when rappers begin to interrogate the political system in this country's warts from uncompromisingly honest angles. When some dared to confront the status quo as Dr. King had done a generation before. And not only was that opposition reaching and educated the Black and Latino young people who founded hip-hop in the first place, but also white young people, Asian young people, indigenous young people, all young people who otherwise were not and still are not learning much of anything about black and Latino folks in their homes and their right. communities and their schools right. and their news media. Or put another way, the erasing of politics from mainstream hip hop is not all that different from someone deciding that certain kinds of books and certain kinds of history lessons have to be banned, removed from schools, state by state, because of what young people might start to think and feel and challenge and also do. I've traveled the world and I cannot begin to tell you how many people of all identities told me it was hip hop that taught them the hard truths about America. Oh my God. So, alas, and tragically, what hip-hop has been turned into mostly post-1998 era, though, Lauryn Hill has been a modern-day version of America's long-love affair with the minstrel show, the diabolical and inhumane and extremely profitable brand of entertainment that said Black folks were ugly, dumb, lazy, useless, violent, dangerous, overly sexualized, prone to be perpetual children, 
and totally lacking in any morals whatsoever. Minstrelsy was in my, um, what was the dominant uh, entertainment in America for about 100 years, okay? With racist stereotypes that did major damage to black people and by extension to every nook of America. Just like the past 25 plus years or so of these stereotypical hip hop lyrics and images on a loop have done major damage to large chunks of the very communities that build hip hop. And by extension to every nook of America, ultimately racism hurts all of us. All of us, period. Every single person. Period. Every single person. He says, if you grew up poor and deprived as I did, self-hating and self-defeating as I was, there were no balanced images of you in your education or as Lauren Hill declared, your miseducation. No seeing yourself as a whole human being in history, math, science, literature, nowhere at all. And if, like me, you were only get to see yourself in the popular culture of your times, you will inevitably see yourself as ugly, vile, worthless, and other. And you will become, you will come to hate yourself and hate people who look like you mm -hmm. and believe in your gut. They, we are nothing more than the N word and the B word. Mm -hmm. This man, he is he, a great writer. Thou says poor people do not want to be poor. And that definitely includes the poor people who created hip hop. But as the lucky few, JC, 50 Cent, Yay, Lil Wayne, Drake, they all uh, transcended and become global pop and cultural ambassadors. We have to ask at what cost to them, to black America and to black people worldwide. They all really have used the N-word as if it is a first name, middle name, and a last name. They all readily thrust themselves headfirst into some of the most vile and uh, sexist lyrical continent, uh, content imaginable. They all readily have rapped about violence in some form, occasionally tossing around toxic manhood stereotypes as they were their birthright, as if it was their birthright. And they all readily shows or showed off their money, you know, their material assets, even while the majority of the communities, which many of them come, continue to struggle financially, you know, just like Blacks in the 1973 and they all readily duck and dodge any political or social justice messages in their music, with the exception of a very different Kanye in the 2000s, okay? Go on to say, if the Jay-Z we see now with massive commemorative ex exhibition at the Brooklyn Public Library can be someone who fashions himself after Jean Michael Basquiat, that means he knew better. If 50 Cent can become a multimedia mogul, that means he knew better. If Kanye West can have a college professor mother, that means he knew better. If Lil Wayne could be a high school honor student as was as he was, that means he knew better. 
And if Drake could be a preppy child actor born and bred in Canada with a black American musician father and a Jewish Canadian school teacher mother, that means he knew better. But each of these men, I believe, fell into the line with that, with what was selling records as Tupac was told and wound up becoming the leaders of the pack. Just like women rappers such as Nicki Minaj and Cardi B and Ice Spice really have to literally strip down to be what America and the world says Black and Latino women are, sex objects. The modern-day Venus Hottentot forever on display in order to have careers, to have anything really, making something out of nothing, even if that something means selling our souls and our bodies to make a dollar out of 15 cents, you will, fight. You will not catch fire. None of that. That part. <laughs> That's a public service announcement real quick. I know. Kendrick Lamar's different. The way um, says John Lennon of the Beatles became different because he began to realize that while hip hop, yes, brought him great fame and fortune, he still felt a responsibility to the people in the tradition of Bob Marley and uh, Fela Cootie and Woody Guthrie that the point of hip hop was not just to become another capitalist this time in uh, rap blackface, but actually to push back against the capitalism that has uh, decimated communities like in the Southern California across generations. And as Lauren Hill determined, she wanted to be who she was on her terms. Kendrick Lamar, who became the first rap artist to win a, a Pulitzer Prize in, in 2018, came to the very same conclusion. But just because Kendrick sold records and won that prize, that don't mean overall his political voice is the norm in hip hop. If anything, that award highlights the fact that there's a vast void between him and the most other rappers. A terrible scenario for the music, for the culture, says Pal. And uh, just to reiterate, um, the um, you know the opinions of others does not necessarily depict the opinions of the Comfort Level podcast. That's like seventeen years. Uh, well, that's why. What seventeen years? What? Yeah, like seventeen years. You just you gotta do a lot of reading. Well, no, we not we not <laughs> we not reading more. But this is just uh, um, let you just guys know what the pioneers are thinking. Yeah, you know, like this guy, um, Mr. Pal, he's into, I forgot his first name. He's into <laughs> um, hip hop and he, he's a writer, he's an author, he writes books, he studies this stuff. So he's seeing things that you guys and us as indie artists and stuff like that and artists coming up are not seeing. That's why I wanted to bring this story in here. You know what I mean? So, well, the thing of it is, is the narrative has changed so much. On the other hand, you got millions of artists over here that are, if I want to put it this, and for lack of other terms, not giving a fuck, okay, about the culture. Okay, That's how it is. right, and then you got the artists over here that are trying to, that are fighting for it, you know, that 
They can't pick up the pen without um, dropping some knowledge on you and trying to make the world better and trying to, yeah, bringing the truth. You know what I mean? We can't keep hearing your street woes, okay? I can't do it. I'm kind of done. Listen, put the substance back in the music. And I think that's why the pioneers are really going in now. I think they they want to keep making sure that it is a constant reminder. We it is smiles in there. We see what you're doing, and we want you guys to do better. And that's why, as an artist, you need to make sure that you are conscious of what you're putting out there, because our younger generations are watching. So yeah, I get it. You know, some people, you know, you got to take a moment. Sometimes you got to get a little ratchet. I get it. Okay, cool. But please, at some point, make sure that you're not just falling into lines of you know, social media wants and what, you know, the distractions they want you to become. You don't have to be a statistic. You can't be yourself and you can shine equally, if not better. I would rather you rap about something that you have an expertise in other than walking up and down the street. With your booty out. With your booty out, with your gun out. There's so much more to music. It's Give us so something we can more. feel, man. Right. Give us something we can feel. You want to talk Even about something. the same anymore. So talk about know. something. Let's talk about something. You don't always got to be like a conscious rapper. Let's make that clear. You know, you don't have to be conscious as a rapper, you know, to give a message. You can be very entertaining. You can be a lot of fun. You do not have to cuss. You don't have to say drop every N-bomb, every B-bomb. You do not have to do that for your music to get heard and for your music to be appreciated. And that's you don't have to, to tell nobody how poor you are. Just do what you, you do. don't. Be you. You've done it. You can't do it in every record. That's what I'm saying. You've done it. You told everybody you came up from the bottom. And so now what's here? When you say those words that you came up from the bottom, that show me the come up. That starts the movie. The no, that starts the movie in my mind. I know what the bottom is. So don't tell us about the bottom. Tell us what's going on now. Yeah, but how we many started times, from the bottom, not here. What's here? What many, is the now? What are you doing for your future? That's what we the want. The bottom. It's, it just I mean, means you know, we, we know it what just the means you didn't have anything. Now you have grow. to show us what you're going to do with the show shit. Show us the growth. Got. Baby. Show us the evolution. Show us, show us what you're going to do with the shit that you got. You gonna give him another song for for we wrap out? Yeah, cause we get ready to get up out of here. Yeah, already know. You know, we we um make sure that y'all go. Let me write this down here, cause if y'all ain't here to see uh, what's your name? Fire Nation Flames <laughs> perform the and Distro Fest. That's where you want to go. October 21st. And you want to go to the second. The Distro Fest is very easy. Distrofest.com. Shout out to Fest Studio. You have a whole entire month. Buy the ticket. Get your money and, and, and then you make arrangements to what you're going to do. You buy the ticket first. But you because October 1st, guess what? Tickets go up October 1st. So it's different prices. It depends on when you buy your ticket. Early Birds is out right now. Okay. DistroFest.com. Make sure you get on there. You're going to see all us there. You're going to see all your friends. You're going to see 
It's too much. It's, it's just too much. It's too much. Network adoption okay. network. You missed it last year. Don't miss it this year. A lot don't of people don't it. have a net worth. Which is why you need to come and network. It's just that simple. All right, that's better. Even if you don't have a net worth, come you put yourself network, out there. Okay. Meet some people. Diving in the back. Sun rooftop. Digging. You know, that you part. may not have a cuddle. <laughs> but remember, brothers and sisters, you can still stand. Come on, diamond in the back. Sun rooftop. Dig in the same way. It was a pig toast for you guys. <laughs> Come on. We out. We Peace, out. Y'all. We love you guys. Peace. She ain't fucking with you lames cause you regular. Cause you regular. Ain't nothing gonna change but my level. Ooh, ain't nothing change but my level. But my level. I, I've been fucking up the game on a regular. She ain't fucking with you lames cause you regular. Cause you regular. I've been fucking up the game on a regular. Ooh, yeah, I've been posted on the counter. On the counter.